the secrets of successful female networkers. Today, Ishaku Amakamo is sharing on this important topic. One off-cited reason why more female executives don't advance to top management jobs is their lack of access to information or informational organizational and industry networks. Some people blame unconscious bias. High-ranking men connect more easily with other men. Other side professional and personal obligations from office housekeeping to child rearing that disproportionately fall to women leaving them less time to develop professional relationships but some female leaders do establish strong networks and they win greater influence and more senior positions as a result what are they doing differently a new study sheds light on these strategies i was talking with many women about how to improve their networks the challenges they faced and what they and their organizations could do better and i realized that all the studies on these issues were pretty old and narrow explains Inga Carboni, a professor at Williams and Mary's Mansion Schools of Business and the Studies Leeds author. I couldn't answer their questions. The researchers analyzed data collected from 16,500 men and women in more than 30 organizations across a range of industries over the past 15 years. Then they interviewed hundreds of hundreds of women executives. This led them to identify four characteristics that distinguish the networking behaviors of more successful women from those of their peers. In some cases, those matched the behaviors of high-performing men. In other, there were subtle but important differences. When shaping their professional networks, top women's, women were actually efficient. That is one. Studies include the new one shows that women generally absorb more collaborative demands in the workplace than their male peers do. But the female managers with the strongest networks recognize that every yes means a no to something else, says Bobson College's Rock Cross. One of Carboni's co-authors, he notes that one sil silicon one Silicon Valley executive he knows had adopted that idea as her mantra. Although these successful female networkers might feel an 
identity-driven desire and a stereotype-influenced pressure to help colleagues out and be a team player. They try to resist. They prune non-essential. They prune non-essential appointments from their calendars. Deflect low-priority decisions and request run streamline meetings insist on efficient email norms and set aside time for reflection and high level thinking at the same time they make the most of their collaborative strengths and inclinations by working with others in a way that establishes or enhances their relationships and ups their visibility. At every level in organizations, women are more likely to be sought out for advice, Carboni says. And when asked about the downsides of saying no, every woman I interviewed said they did feel bad but she emphasizes that the researcher is clearer on this the female executive who executives who rise to the top are more strategic and thoughtful about how they spend their time organizations can do their part by tracking unseen collaborative network ensuring that it's evenly spread among male and female employees and pushing all leaders but especially women to unabashedly prioritize their most important tasks number two important issue is nimble nimble the researchers data shows that most women's relationships particularly those with female peers are stickier than men's growing stronger more mutual and more interwoven over time Carbony and Cross note that this can occasionally be a positive. For example, an old contact might offer a new opportunity or employment prospect. But if you work in a dynamic organization that requires rapid adjustment to changing demands, and who doesn't do that nowadays? Always relying on the same people can hurt your performance. Successful female networks are more fluid, high-ranking women know when to de-emphasize old connections in favor of new ones, whether by proactively cutting ties or by simply failing to maintain contact. For example, says Cross, when you are at an inflection point at work or 
are embarking on a new project. You want to think about your goals and who will help you reach them. Whether those goals are political, gaining early access to opinion leaders, or developmental, like supplementing skills gaps, innovation-oriented, like searching for new insights, or related to these best practices, like finding people who know efficiency. He acknowledges that some women find this inauthentic, even Machiavellian, but notes that men interpret the same behavior as putting the work first. He says it's okay to have a tenure bell curve. In, in professional relationships, women should, of course, maintain some long known advisors, but they should consistently initiate new connections and organizations can help them by instituting processes such as network reviews at the start of new assignments or during performance evaluation. Number three main issue here is boundary spanning. The highest ranking, best networked women connect with people in a wide variety of functions, geographies, and business units. Again, less successful women networkers tend to shy away from the tactics because it feels uncomfortable or overly promotional. We heard from women that they liked their own communities. Carboni says, whereas spanning boundaries made them wary of backlash and stressed out, but that behavior is critical to accessing new information, leading innovation, and pursuing advancement for both women and men. Cross suggests periodically considering the leaders in your organization and asking yourself who isn't in my network but should be. He advises approaching them not with here's what I need but with could we grab a coffee and explore ways of working together? Companies including Ford and Booz, Allen, Hamilton have tried to institutionalize the practice by setting up cross-functional groups of female high potentials who meet regularly with C-suit executives. The fourth important issue here is energy balanced. Energy balanced. More than two decades worth of research shows, perhaps not surprisingly, that the highest performers are seen as the most energizing people in their networks, as the type of colleagues who makes the work more engaging, 
which then drives better performance. But men and women are expected to bring different energy to relationships. And this is where executive female networkers set themselves apart from less successful women. They demonstrate bold competence and warmth, both intelligent and emotional intelligence. As studies, the researchers and others suggest they must to build trust. The most successful women don't downplay their knowledge, skills, and accomplishments. They show evidence that they can do things crosses but they also use humor presence and small gesture to signal caring and positivity and they employ listening skills to spur creative thinking among their colleagues the researchers says they hope more women will adopt their networking behaviors in keeping with those four characteristics that add that they added that organizations had a big role to play too the goal is to imbibe these behaviors and practices so that they are the norms for everybody like cross to say about the research how successful women manage their networks by Inga Carboni et al. is a working paper. I wish this research or this information will be converted into knowledge based and practical issues for our women nowadays to be able to put it into practice and to begin to observe their growth and network to expand and increase our productivity in this community. God bless you and make you super networker. This is Ishaku Ama just sharing some tips. Thank you.